Assalamualaikum. Today is the 7th of June, 2000, Tuesday, 7th of June, 2022. And in our broadcasts, Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 321. And uh, uh, these days we are looking at the words used in Chapter 2, verse 102 of the Holy Quran, and this is the second broadcast in looking at the words used here. These broadcasts are brought to you courtesy of Laser, Lahore MDS School for Education in Religion which is a branch of the uh, MD Anjumani Shahate Islam. Just to remind you that uh, the uh, Ahmadiyya organization was established by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib of Qadiyan. Uh, and uh, his teaching was that although other people say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, another Prophet, at least one more Prophet shall come. This is incorrect because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Khatmun Nabiyyin and the Holy Prophet explained that expression by saying La Badi, there is no Prophet after him. So now no prophet shall come, whether an old one or a new one. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib was a mujaddad in accordance with the hadith, which said that when Muslims need guidance, then uh, mujaddids will come. And uh, his distinction from other mujaddids who appeared was this, that uh, the Holy Prophet in Hadith also spoke of uh, a Messiah and Mahdi who shall come and Hazrat said that uh, those titles applied to him because of the work he was conducting. And he pointed out 
that uh, Muslims are hasty in calling each other heretics and kafirs and out of all of Islam and so on. And he pointed to a hadith of the Holy Prophet Muhammad in which the Holy Prophet said that if one reciter of the kalima says to another reciter of the kalima that uh, uh, you are a heretic, then this fatwa, this judicial decree falls upon the person saying it. So we should remember that. And Hazrat uh, Mirza Ulam Ahmed Sahib also taught that other people say that uh, some prophetic revelation has been left out of the Holy Quran and uh, some prophetic revelation uh, in the Holy Quran has been abrogated and so on. This is untrue. Because God says, I sent this revelation and I shall guard it. So, if Allah is guarding this revelation, how can anything go missing from it or become abrogated or cancelled? And uh, Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ahmed also taught that although other people say that um, <clears throat> jihad means taking the sword and killing non-Muslims, this is untrue because the Quran says La ikraha fiddin. There is no compulsion in religion. So he said jihad was defined by the Holy Prophet himself when returning from fighting, he said that Muslims are returning from the minor jihad to conduct the major jihad. And then went on to explain that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs, jihad, struggle with your own soul, with your own desires, with your own greed and so on. So, we should remember these things. Let's now turn to the chapter, <clears throat> rather the verse of the Holy Quran that we are going to, that we are looking at these days. It's a very long verse, so I won't recite all of it. I will only recite the part that we are going to discuss. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واتبعوا ما تطل الشياطين على ملك سليمان and they follow what the devils fabricated against the kingdom of Solomon. So, uh, 
some people say kingdom of Solomon actually and we'll come to that later uh, that's not the first word we're going to di discuss first word we're going to discuss is Ashayafim so let me find my notes which are probably uh, uh, this one is not out of sequence the uh, the root the try literal root is sheen more and noon chayatid and it occurs in the holy quran uh, 88 times and it's a proper noun and uh, it is used as a proper noun satan um, but it's also used as a common noun Um, <clears throat> yes, that's right. Uh, common noun. Well, let me explain. Obviously, uh, give you an example. Common noun are words like city, boy, and so on. A proper noun would be common noun is city, proper noun would be London or Swindon. Because these are specific nouns. Common noun is boy. Uh, proper noun is Jordan, Peter, Muhammad, Shahid, whatever. So it's used in both these senses in the in the Holy Quran. Now there is uh, uh, some difference as there is always is some people say that the noon at the end the na ashaya pawn the na at the end the noon at the end is a part of the word and therefore the uh, the root is sheen wa noon which means uh, distance, far away. So uh, the expression Horbatun Shabunun means far from home, from, from your country, etc. Some disagree, they say that noon is not uh, a part of the word. If that is the case, then the root becomes Shah Hamza Ra, and uh, that means uh, to burn with anger, to fire up with anger. And the Holy Quran it, it, uh, refers to this as Khalakal Janna Mimari Jim Minnar. Chapter 55, verse 15, that is that uh, Jinnat, the devils or the jinns, were created from fire. But you know that, um, you know, when you get angry, um, you literally do get hot. 
you know, and, and you have expressions like, you know, burning with anger and, uh, you know, your ears go red, your face goes red and you can physically feel the heat coming from your ears and your, and your face and so on. And so, you know, it is said that it's in, this is why it's called hot. Um, some people say that uh, shaitan is, is in fact an expression for every person who's, a, who's rebellious, who's disobedient. It doesn't matter whether this person is from jinns or from humans or anything else, the rest of creation. So, uh, <coughs> in chapter 6, verse 13, Holy Quran says, Shayaqinal Jinnival Insi. And the devil, the devils amongst humans and the jinns. Now, translator. Um, translators um, have, after the devils, added words, you know, devilish humans and jinns, or humans and jinns with devil's spirit or uh, qualities and this kind of thing, um, to show that um, the Holy Quran is talking about people who've gone astray. Chapter 6, verse 122. And the shaitan puts these ideas into your heart. And again, when people translate, they put in brackets uh, and shaitan brackets, shaitan like people. And people who resemble the devil, people who've gone astray, uh, etc. And uh, further on, it, it says in the Holy Quran, uh, verse 114, And then when they go back to their devils, again, the associates of these people, people who uh, uh, <clears throat> do not uh, obey God, people who are rebellious, it's referring to those that uh, the Holy Quran says when they go back to their, their devils um, and uh, so on. Um, So, this is generally the meaning that, uh, uh, in fact, I forgot to mention this in, in, in the Urdu broadcast that uh, Hazrat Musa, Alaslam Moses, we all know the story that he became angry and uh, he punched someone and uh, that person died. Um, and uh, 
Hazrat Musa alayhisalam, Moses says that, that that was the doing of the devil. That was a devilish thing I, I, I did. Uh, so anything that you do when you are overcome by emotion is here uh, referred to as uh, work of the devil or devilish work. The next word is Allah and that's a preposition and it tells you where, over. And uh, the next word, its uh, root is Meem Lam Kaf and it occurs in the Holy Quran. Well, based on those three letters, there are ten words that appear in the Holy Quran and uh, 88 times as Malak and uh, 48 times as Mulk and 44 times as Malakat and 15 times as Malik, Malik. and uh, then Malkut and and so on, and lesser times. So, <clears throat> where are my notes on this? I need to get them back into order. Oh, just a minute. Do, do, do. What's up? So, if you talk about Al-Maliku, uh, that refers to a ruler. But uh, it doesn't have to be a human being. Anything that rules over people and uh, organizes them and so on. So, Malikun Nagas. that refers to God, because he rules over people. Maliki Yawmiddin, chapter 1 verse 3. The, the Malik, the ruler, the judge on the day of judgment. <coughs> so, in the same way, it says, Lamanil mulkul yoma lillahil wahidil kahar. That is, that, uh, and who will rule on that day? It will be Allah alone, no one else. Another derivation, Milkun, it either means literally someone who is ruling or someone who has the ability, the capacity 
to rule, although he may not actually be the ruler. But he'll have, he has the capacity of being the ruler. So, <clears throat> in chapter 5, verse 21, the Holy Quran says, is, the Holy Quran says, is ja'ala fikum ambiya wa ja'ala kum muluka. And he sent among you ambiya, prophets, and he made you kings, rulers. Now, prophethood, of course, is only granted by Allah, or used to be granted. Now, there are no further prophets. So, I mean, you can't fast and, and, and do good deeds and pray to be made a prophet. Um, and he made you kings. Now, this becoming kings is more general. And uh, although all the uh, Israelites weren't individually kings, but um, you know, uh, as a nation, they ruled over an area, and they had kings like you know Solomon and David and etc. etc. But some people say it actually also means having the ability to rule, even if you're not ruling. And some people say that it actually applies to, to everyone, because if you remember the Holy Prophet Muhammad said that, um, you know, um, everyone is a shepherd. The king is a shepherd of the whole country and uh, so on and so forth uh, and he said everyone will be questioned about the people under him, under him. So he said king about you know everyone in his country and um, the, uh, the husband about everyone in his household and the wife um, about the household and so on and so forth. So, uh, um, people say that this applies to every individual. And the Quran says, فَقَدْ آتَيْنَا آلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمَ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ آتَيْنَا هُمْ مُلْقًا Chapter 4, verse 54. That Ibrahim salam, his progeny, he was given the book and wisdom and kingdom. But then God warns us that the real king, the real controller is him. Lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu, chapter 64, verse 1. That he is the one who's really the king. Again, chapter 3, verse 26. Kullahumma malikul 
मुल्की तू तिल मुल्का मंतशाउ वतन वतन जी उल मुल्का मिम मंतशा चैप्टर थ्री वर्स ट्वेंटी सिक्स उल अनाउंस से मेक इट नोन सो अवल्ला यू are the real master king and it is up to you whomever you will you grant the control the kingship on this earth and from whomever you choose you take it away so that shows that apply this word applies to someone who controls things but the holy quran also warns us wala yamlikuna la li anfusihim darram wala nafam wala yamlikuna mautan mautam wala hayatam wala nushura chapter 25 verse 3 is nothing in their hands profit or loss dying raising up being raised up after death there's nothing in their hands so the holy quran is asking you know you say you're the kings and so on and so forth what are you king of chapter 10 verse 31 it says who is the malik of your eyes and ears you don't even control those and another a very important phrase to remember and which i want to explain and although we are going to be out of time it's all ma ma malakat aimanuk chapter 4 verse 3 or those whom your right your right hands possess and uh, it's very important to explain this because this mamalakat aimankum literally means as i said those whom your right hands possess but it can stand for subordinates you are in an office so the office manager everyone under him this applies to them if at home you have people you have home help who come and i don't know do the cooking or cleaning or gardening or whatever they come under that and uh, but what i want to talk about is that there's a list in the holy quran where uh, all the people all the women that men can not marry uh, is given and then at the end of the list it says wal muhsanatu minan nisa'i illa ma malakat aymanuk now muhsanat can be translated as 
good women. Then you can translate this as as this that all pious women are unlawful for you except those that you have married. And if Mosanat means women who have who are already married, who have husbands, then it will mean that uh, all the married women, it's unlawful for you or unlawful for you, except the slaves which you already have, though they may have husbands elsewhere. Now, this phrase, Ma Malakat Imanukum, which is also used for slave girls, is much uh, misinterpreted and misused. This applies in a certain situation. For one thing, it refers to women who would embrace Islam and who would come over to Muslims, they would already be married. And the Holy Quran says that if such women come and join Muslims, don't return them to their husbands and so on. Their marriage is automatically terminated. So, you know, marry them. So these are the married women that Muslims were allowed to marry. So it may be that means these ladies. But as I said, this expression is also used for uh, slave girls. And uh, people use this as an excuse to say, oh, well, you can buy uh, the, the women and, uh, you know, you can keep them as wives and so on, this kind of thing. But this is wrong. This is incorrect. You see, what happened was that such men and women, all the people only talk about women, such men and women existed at in the society, in the Arab society, all over the world, in fact, uh, at the time. So the question was, you abolished slavery, so what do you do with those? If you just check them out of the house and say, well, okay, you know, you can, you're free now, you can go, you can do whatever you want, where would they go? Another thing to remember is this, the British passed an act of parliament and they made buying and selling of human beings a criminal offence, which is excellent. But then what happened? Many of the plantations in South America and many countries in uh, Africa depended on that slave labor. All these slaves, they were freed, they, were, they went away and so on. 
and uh, all the plantations, etc., were going to ruin. So a new form of slavery was invented. And in fact, I'm talking about, you know, a couple of hundred years ago, a new form of slavery is in operation even now, where people in Bangladesh and uh, um, other places are making designer shoes and shirts and this and that, which are sold at high prices in the West. But the workers themselves are actually getting very little money. This is a form of slavery. But in those days, what happened was, when slavery was abolished, indentured labor was invented. So people would go to, uh, uh, you know, uh, people living in Bihar and so on, British people and say, look, you know, uh, this is not slavery, it's a five-year contract or a ten-year contract, you come to us, you, you know, we'll take you to uh, um, South America and we'll give you food on the way and uh, we'll give you food and free accommodation while you work for us, etc. Et Many of these people were lied to and they said, you know, uh, how far is South America? And they were told, oh, not, not much further than Delhi, just in the opposite direction. And of course, once they were on the boat, they couldn't get off. Even if the boat landed somewhere to take on fuel and uh, supplies and so on, these people didn't know the language of the country, they were under contract and they weren't allowed to leave the ship anyway. They were guarded by they were, they were guarded by men with guns and so on. So they were a new form of slavery. And they had to put up with it. There was nothing they could do. What Islam did was it said this is what will happen. So what we'll do is we'll say bygones are bygones from today. And for those who, already, who were already slaves and so on, Islam made it the greatest deed of virtue to actually free them. You see, the thing is this, there is no retrospective application of law. You know, if um, before the 70 mile per hour speed limit was introduced in the UK, if someone was stopped and he was doing 100 miles an hour after, you know, a day before this law came into force, the following day you couldn't charge him for speeding because at that time there was no law. So generally there is no retrospective application. So this is what Islam did. It said, well, slavery is abolished from now. There is no retrospective application. So you got these people. Okay. We'll recommend that you voluntary, voluntarily free them and, and so on and give them some money and all this kind of thing. Um, and the other thing is, you know, those whom your right hands possess. What about women? who uh, had male slaves, what about them? 
does the same logic apply to them that if they can buy a man they can use use him so we have to be sensible with these things uh, but unfortunately people just use them to uh, um, you know further their own ends and etc uh, etc et um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm grateful to people who are sending comments but unfortunately I can't do both uh, broadcast and look at the comments as well so I apologize uh, that if I can't uh, uh, answer your comments I'll have a look at them uh, generally they actually expand on what I have said but with the prayer that uh, whoever you are and wherever you may be may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm I take my leave of you until we meet again tomorrow Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz, goodbye.